0: Hello and welcome to the Notary Business Talk, the podcast dedicated to sharing ideas, strategies, and techniques to help grow your business and improve your life. And now with more than two decades of notary business experience, your host, Abraham Abraham Zamora, Zamora. the notary entrepreneur. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Notary Business Talk. My name is Abraham Zamora and I am the Notary entrepreneur. In this episode, we are going to discuss what signing agencies look for in a notary. As many of you who are in the business and are actively working have noticed that it's kind of gotten a little busier lately, and we'll go into why that has happened in the last few months and kind of what we might see happening in the future. And so, I think it's a timely uh, discussion to have in terms of of. of you know, if you're, if you're looking to grow your business, if you're looking to generate more work, what are signing agencies looking for in a notary when they hire you as opposed to somebody else? And so obviously we have Ronnie here who's been on our show many times, uh, a very uh, a very generous contributor. And uh, who better than to ask than Ronnie who is the original founder and owner of Unlimited Inc. Notary, which is a nationwide signing service company and the originate uh, the Creator of Notary Stars, which is a online platform for new and existing notaries who want to step up their game and get better at their at their craft. So with that, Ronnie, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Abraham. I also want to mention uh also I also own online notariespublic.com, which is for Ron Notaries, which may be out of your audience's wheelhouse, uh, but um in case you are a notary that is Targeting Ron, uh, we also own Online Notaries Public, which is specifically marketing for Ron Notaries. Uh, so I just want to mention that as well. So just adding that to my little list of repertoire there.
0: Yeah, and then recently you sent me a message about um, you got you got this credential or this up up um, recognized right by uh, Wix.com. Uh, you're some some kind of you know, level of expert now when it comes to designing and building websites.
1: Absolutely. So. Um, you know, I'm always adding in credentials and I encourage a lot of notaries to get their, you know, wedding officiant if they wanted to add, uh, One of the things that, you know, I teach a marketing course over at Notary Stars and <clears throat> recently uh, it is a journey for sure. It's not something you just go out and grab or pay $200 and get. Um, I've spent about two to two and a half years uh, working toward what they call a Wix partnership, meaning that I have jumped through every hoop that they could throw at me on how to build websites and how to perfectly SEO websites. I've used a lot of notaries examples in those and I teach the same principles, uh, but I have now reached a level status and you can go out and Google it uh, called Wix legend, which is the highest level partnership that you can have. Um, so I'm very proud of that as well. So thank you for mentioning it. I just achieved that yesterday actually. Wow. And then I text everybody I knew in my phone and was like, <laughs> guess what? because uh, I feel like I just got a PhD in SEO because <laughs> it, it it's not an easy thing to get. so it, it it's um, something that I love that I can tell my marketing students, hey you're you're in good hands here.
0: That's awesome. yeah, in fact, I, I yesterday when you send that text to me, I was in Lake Tahoe. Looking at the at the, I was on the shore there, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's so great!" And so uh, I. I don't know it. who should be more jealous of who at that moment. <laughs>
1: at that moment.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I mean, for a lot of you guys who are uh, listeners to the show and 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 loyal fans of the show, you you notary entrepreneurs, you you might notice that we've been gone uh, for a few months, and it's been pretty busy for the last few months. In fact, uh, one of the things that I just got back from. Well, let me put, let me just say this: uh, we just got back from from a trip. My wife and I, we went to Lake Tahoe, we went to Mammoth, and we were celebrating our first year anniversary of marriage. I know a lot of you listeners kind of heard the journey of us getting married and going through our wedding. So it's been a whole year. Can you guys believe that? Oh my gosh. Uh, but it's been fun. And uh, in fact, we've been doing a lot of travel. But before that, let me just say that uh, for those of you who don't know, Ronnie and I are, are business partners. So I'm a managing partner with his company Unlimited Inc. And what basi- what that basically means is my job is to uh, help bring in new business. And so we just wrapped up a marketing campaign that uh, that I think has been doing really well. Wouldn't you agree, Ronnie?
1: I, I'm very pleased with the results
0: <laughs> so so we that took a few months and we've working on that so that's been part of uh, what what's kept us busy uh, especially since it's been so busy lately the other thing is I'm currently working on rebuilding my notary entrepreneur website and with a focus on artificial intelligence so like chat GPT AI I've been kind of deep in that rabbit hole and uh, I'm excited because I, I feel that this is a, a, definitely a good tool that will not only help me with my business but anybody else who's interested in learning about uh, how to use technology to grow and expand uh, their business in a much easier faster way so definitely stay tuned um, it's a little teaser but i'd say within the next 2 months notaryentrepreneur.com is going to be a completely new website with resources that i think a lot of you guys who have been loyal to the show will benefit from so stay tuned for that i will give you guys updates uh, as that progress uh, as that progress in, uh, continues but, yeah, I mean, for the last few months, we've been traveling like crazy. Uh, we just came back from Mammoth, and and uh, we were going to go to Yosemite, but I guess because of the flooding that's going on, we weren't able to go. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm an objectivist, which is a philosophy that I subscribe to. And recently, a few months ago, I was invited to join uh, at their expense. So they're paying for me to go out there uh, because of the podcast and because of the sort of... Uh, uh, i'm an I'm an influencer, according to them. <laughs> so they invited me to to uh, so next week, in fact, this when Thursday, I take off to Miami. I'm gonna be out there for nine days. Uh, and then recently, we just came back from New York, my family and I, right when the fires, for those of you who are familiar with the with the news, there was some fires going on. We got there, and it was I mean, everything was smoky. We couldn't even breathe. My daughters got sick the first day. And uh, but it was actually really good after that. And, you know, for those of you who have, have you ever been to New York, by the way, Ronnie? Oh,
1: yeah. It's yeah. one of My favorite places.
0: <laughs> New York was incredible. But you you do hear the stories of, you know, people sometimes being rude and, you know, they're they they're they're, you know, I would say most of the people there were super, super nice. There were a few characters who were kind of very interesting, uh, you but know, New York,
1: I, I, have to, I don't want to interrupt, but go like, ahead to me, is a lot like Europe. If you are kind to people yeah. and you and you mind your P's and Q's, they're going to be completely nice to you. The thing about New York where people get the rudeness from is, is you know, and I, I'm not speaking ill about our country, but, you know, if you use your typical, you know, American manners where you don't say please and thank you and you bump into people without saying, excuse me, that's when you're going to get that New York backlash. But every (laughs) time I've ever gone to New York, I've gone with wide eyes and, you know, a map and, you know, all of those things and people have just been very helpful, you know, getting around the city and helping me as a a tourist. But I think it's all a lot because of my Southern upbringing. I have such a, uh, you know, I mean it's ingrained in me that my mom could slap me in the back of the head at any moment (laughs) And, and so like, if you go with that mentality, you'll have a lot of people watching after you there.
0: Yeah, it was great. We did have a lot of people uh, and a mixture of people, a lot of immigrants from all sorts of places. I mean, it was really interesting. And I had never been to New York, you know, so like you, you know, a Mexican uh, upbringing, very polite manners. And so uh, very similar in that sense. So it was a great experience. And uh, we went to Ellis Island. We, in three days, we went to Ellis Island. We went to the statue of Liberty. We went to wall street. We went, I mean, we pretty much did everything except uh, I think the empire state building. So
1: Mike, did you have this feeling I, I don't know about you, but the first time I went to New York, I mean, it, I didn't have it after cause I knew what to expect, but the very first time I went to New York, I'll never forget the first day I was much younger then, but I remember, you know, I've lived in LA, I've lived in Atlanta, I've uh, lived in Miami I went to New York and I came home to my hotel room and like literally closed the door and leaned against it. was like, <laughs> like I just felt like there were so many people like you cannot throw a rock. Literally, you hear that saying all the time, you can't throw a rock. In Phoenix, it's a fifth largest city in the in the country. I could throw a rock and not hit anybody. New York, not possible. No, it was I mean, nuts. Did you, did you feel that energy? It was just like, oh, breathtaking almost.
0: Yeah, and you know, and, and there was one of our favorite things that we, and yeah, absolutely, I agree. And one of the favorite things that we we enjoyed was uh, Central Park. So mm-hmm. C- Central Park was our favorite place because you went from this busyness, right, from the busyness of the crowds and the people, and then you go into Central Park and it's like you're transformed into another world, right? And so it was the coolest thing. And there was we had these these, these this tour guide. They were these guys in the bikes and they rode us around and it's super nice um, and told us. I didn't know how many films had been filmed in uh, – Central Park. So that was a really neat experience. But you yes. should do a
1: podcast just on New York one day, like <laughs> tourists of New York. Like, we should, we should, that, that should be like our side thing to do is just go travel and then come back and talk about those places.
0: <laughs> you know, I, 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 I hope people are interested by this kind of stuff. I think they are. And so, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's fun. But in the meantime, we'll do it here. Although I will say that one of the interesting things I noticed, you know, the iconic thing there is the yellow cabs, right? The yellow cabs are everywhere. And they're all yellow. It's I don't know if it's a, a, the law there or not. But we had a few cabs that were a little kind of interesting, right? We walked in. And they were shady and not the nicest people. Uh But then we had this one cab driver who right away when we – and hold on, I'm trying to fix the uh, – <laughs>
1: it's auto focusing on your microphone <laughs> it really
0: is auto focusing I'm trying to fix the microphone here so for those of you who are watching on on YouTube you're probably seeing me playing with my microphone here uh, does that look okay my, my Ronnie or is that still kind of blurry
1: when you put the microphone right in front of your face it blurs you out and focuses on the microphone
0: okay I think that's better now what do you think
1: yeah yeah that's okay
0: yeah there you go that's still doing
1: wow isn't that interesting okay. Well, can you leave it off to the side a little bit?
0: Maybe. I think the volume might change. Though. You want to cover
1: that handsome face up?
0: Oh boy. Yeah. The, the, the other thing I've been noticing is my, my audio and my, my lips are out of sync. Is, is that, are you noticing that or no?
1: No, I, I see it just fine. Oh,
0: good. Okay. Then I can not worry about it. All right. Uh, anyway, so we, we had this one cab driver. He was from like Nigeria or something. Super nice guy. Right. And so, and, and this reminded me of, of uh, loan signing agents and, uh, the first thing I noticed was his car was super clean, right? He made a great first impression. He, uh, his his car was clean. It was vacuumed. It smelled nice. I can't say the same for the other cabs that were there. Okay, so right off the bat, we noticed, wow, you know, this is, it, it was like a little little van. It was very well kept. And then when we walked in, the guy was real polite. And like we were just talking about the traffic and and the people there. You know how crazy New York traffic can be, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so the other cab drivers drove, you know, they contributed to that craziness. But this guy was really smooth. I mean, the way he drove, he, he you, we didn't feel the shakes, the bumps. Really a pleasant ride. And then the guy himself was super nice, and he started telling us. It was, it was almost like we, were, we paid for a tour guide to take us around the city and tell us all oh, this and this, and he was giving us the whole history of that and what had happened here. It was such a pleasant experience that we actually – use them to take us back to the airport because we just love the guy so much. He was really nice guy. We give him a great tip. And so, but then I started thinking, you know, as loan signing agents, our impression, our professional profile, the way we look to our clients is so crucial. And the experience that we give them is so important that I thought I just I thought of that by parallel and I was like, you know, let me, let me talk to Ronnie and let's, let's talk about it because it has been getting busier lately. And as it gets busier, you want to be able to capture this business and keep it long-term as uh, this is the opportunities that we talk about when things start getting busy again. So let's, let's start, let's start talking about why, first of all, why do you think it's getting busier, Ronnie? Where do we see things going from here? Let's start with that real quick and kind of give people an update of what's going on in the market.
1: Great. Um, I do want to point out on our YouTube channel, uh, I did a a, 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 probably the last three months, I've really dedicated a lot of time to talking about where we are in the um, in the uh, where loan settings are. Sorry, my little thing went off when I raised my hand there. Um, It's getting busier for a couple of reasons, Okay, and I did do a much more in-depth explanation of this and how to get prepared for that. Uh, But one of the things that's happening is during COVID, we saw these unprecedented uh, lower interest rates right now. And what we're really seeing, especially at Unlimited Inc., is we are still seeing very few refis. Mm. Now, those who refi during COVID, there's always going to be need for refis. And, and, you know, I don't want to be morbid, but someone's going to need a kidney someone's going to need to repair the roof on their home, someone's kid is going to college and they didn't prepare adequately or something came up in life where it took away some of their savings. So we're going to start to see those trickle in, but we still see very few refis at Unlimited Inc at this moment. Mm-hmm. Now, where you're going to really see your money this year, especially as we go toward the end of the year, those homebuyers who have refinanced are going to try to not budge. Okay. They're they're not going to move because they have a really low interest rate. Why would they move? The only people who are going to move are those who are getting new jobs. Okay. So if they have to move, they're going to move. And it's going to be a major move. Like if they're going to try to make that commute to their job if they can keep that lower interest rate, especially if they're watching their personal finances for the future. But if they're going to move state to state, you're going to start seeing a lot of transient people moving for jobs. Okay. And when they're going to make these moves are right around now, schools letting out for summer. Okay. Now, I know a lot of kids go to school year round, but we're going to start seeing kids get out for summer. That's when you can move a kid. That's when you can change their you know, school year. You've got this three-month window where people are moving around. Hmm. Now, where you're going to really see most of your money right now is first-time home buyers and new construction builds. Okay, You're going to see a lot of investment properties where people buy homes um, in new developments. And why didn't we see those during COVID, right? Well, here's why. The workforce was out of work. Construction companies shut down. The cost of materials went skyrocketed because they couldn't get them shipped around the country. Right. Now we're starting to see the price of materials come down. My father's a great example. He's got linoleum that he wants to put down in their home. And um, he has said, you know what, I'm not going to do this until I can buy the other part of the linoleum because it's supposed to come down. People are making. You know, my father is working ca- class. I mean, he's retired, but he's working class middle America. Mm-hmm. He makes decisions on based on the cost of materials. I mean, he does a lot of the things himself, but the cost of the materials are a big deal. Um, you're going to start seeing a lot of new construction builds and first time home buyers here between now and the end of the year, as interest rates hopefully are going to level out and come down, and then we're going to see kind of a go back to normal. I don't imagine a refi boom, so to speak, okay. but I do imagine the interest rates coming down to a, a, a enough to where we're going to see movement again with refis and it'll be an even mix of buyer sellers, new construction builds. But right now your money is going to be found in new construction and first-time home buyers who are buying those new construction. If you see you know, uh, people who are already locked into a low interest rate, it's going to be people buying a second home as an investment property.
0: Mm-hmm. And then-
1: People are preparing for interest rates to come down. So that's another reason why it's getting busier because they know they can buy now and six months later, refi and get that interest rate lower. So they're only going to pay a few months of that uh, higher interest rate. So those are the the things that I'm seeing that's happening in the market that's making things more busy. So it sounds like you, it
0: seems like we're starting to maybe sort of level out to a new plateau that hopefully will stay at this rate for, for a while.
1: I truly believe so. And, you know, and Travis follows everything that's anything about the interest rates. And his prediction has always been, you know, the last quarter of this year, which, hey, we're halfway there. Yeah, You know, um, we're more than halfway there. We're We're in what, third quarter right now? Right. No, we're in second quarter still. We're in second quarter. We're going to be moving into third quarter. And then fourth quarter of this year, we should start seeing the results of what they've done for inflation. And then moving into the first part of next year that's where we're going to see the interest rates really starting to come down.
0: Okay, good. Now, just for those who don't know who Travis is, Travis is the operations manager of unlimited Inc and co-owner, right? Ronnie? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely good. So he knows, I mean, he's, he's the guy that's in it every day from morning to night and he sees the trends, he sees what's going on and we've really seen a boom lately. Uh, So, so it's good that we talk about this. So let's talk about, let's give people, Sort of an insider's perspective. Okay, everyone who's listening, this is just for you, okay? It's, it's a little secret behind the curtain. Don't tell any of your friends, okay? Because this is going to benefit you, okay? Uh, we're going to give you a sneak peek of behind the scenes of what signing agencies are actually looking for. Imagine, imagine when you were in school and you, uh, there was this boy or girl that you liked and you were wondering, I wonder what they're thinking about me. I wonder if, if they like me or not or what's, what's going on in their mind. Well, we're going to tell you, what's in our mind. So you don't have to keep guessing. All right. And so there's a, there's a five things I think we mainly look for, and we're going to go down the list here and let Ronnie kind of explain from uh, the the signing agent perspective, because we both work in the signing agency world and we also are both active notaries. So we're in, we're in the middle of both worlds, right? So I think the first person, uh, first thing we, we, we as a signing company look for is, uh, The image of the notary, sort of like that cab driver. When I went into his car, it was smelling nice. It was clean. The car was nice. There was no dents on the paint. I mean, it looked really good, good condition. How important is a notary's profile when a signing agency is looking to hire a notary, Ronnie?
1: That's extremely important. And the first thing that I want to say to anybody listening to this is, years ago, I did a video with Carol Ray, you can do notary stars and notary to pro and on YouTube and find that video. And I encourage you to go watch it, because it's a much more in depth than we're going into today. Sure. I love doing this topic. But I have to say this right up front. I had so many people comment and say, Oh, well, you know, he must be racially profiling, or he must be profiling. Absolutely not. Um, A profile photo, a photo is worth a 1000 words, you've heard Mm -hmm. it a million times, right? I have seen people on that have and you get you guys are listening you can't really hear it but just imagine the duck face photos you know uh, with the little (laughs) sparkly things all over them as signing agents I'm not hiring those notaries absolutely not if you I saw a guy that was sitting on a bed with his tie loosened I actually called him and told him I said you look like you might be a rapist (laughs) you know like he was sitting in like a hotel bed with his tie (laughs) loosened. nobody's gonna hire you (laughs) And honestly, after seeing so many of those kinds of photos um, where people misrepresent themselves, I'm sure that they're nice people, but a photo does say a thousand words. You want a nice professional photo. Go look at any successful realtor that's out there. Any successful realtor has a nice cropped, you know blur it's a solid background with a nice suit or tie it only takes a few minutes to put on and these days you really have no excuse you don't need to sign up for like a professional photographer this iphone 14 sitting right here this yeah. thing has uh a, a, a camera quality better than 10 years ago um you have a samsung or, or if you have a samsung i think you have the iphone but um if you have a samsung you got nice crystal clear quality photos all you need is a white background and camera to you know smooth out any edges take you know however many photos you need and get a good quality a lot of these companies now are sending an email telling who's showing up at your home and why are we doing that because look at things like doordash uber eats where people are getting stabbed and all these things they want to see who's showing up at their house they want to know who's arriving sometimes if you're going to high-end communities they want a photo of the person before they arrive or they want some kind of identification or confirmation email saying who's coming to that signing now that's higher end properties and and things like that, that may require a little bit more information, but it's just common courtesy to say, Hey, who's going to show up at my house. Who's going to show up at my door. Um, It's not profiling in a way people want to see that professional face. That's going to be walking up to their door. We don't, there's actually a, in, 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 in and signing order, there is actually a filter that says do not even offer the order to the notary unless they have a profile photo. Now, a lot of people try to show logos as well, and I always encourage against this. I want everybody to go for direct business, and I teach how to go after direct business in my marketing course. So I'm not telling everybody to only work with signing agencies. That's usually where you get started, and if you want to stay there, great, but you move on to get direct business and then mix it with signing agency and direct business. What I want to say is that a profile logo, when I'm looking at one, I'm thinking, Well, are they a signing agency? Are they going to try to steal the business? I don't want to see a logo for your business. That's for your direct clients. You need to put your profile photo in these signing uh, order platforms and these uh, SnapDocs and ZigZig. And then, just to move it along a little bit, you got to actually write something in those profiles. If you just put NNA certified, I'm like, that's lazy. I don't want to see a lazy notary i don't want to work with a lazy notary i don't want to work with a notary that doesn't have words that could explain something back to me put in there why did you become a notary if you don't have a resume put in why did you become a notary what service areas do you have put in your working hours even if you're part-time putting in that you're part time and that why you're not answering calls all day long and only in the evening might help someone say you know what when i have an evening order i'm going to go back to this notary so, you wanna fill out those profiles and name drop, name drop like crazy. I work with Mortgage Connect. I work with Bankserve. I work with Amrock and be honest about it because all of those things can be checked. Okay. So, you wanna make sure that you fill out your profile. I would say anything less for those who can see about this, it's probably be about two and a half inches on the screen, five sentences, six sentences, seven sentences max um go into why you became a notary why you like being a notary who do you work with um don't put who you don't like to work with I don't want to hear the negative stuff put in there a lot of information about yourself keep it concise seven sentences maximum and please don't use the sentence that says I do not miss additional dates or signatures because that's become so redundant and people are blacklisting you right up front because they know it's a lie Um, So you want to be truthful. Why did you become a notary? Um, You know, what area do you service? What area, what hours do you work? Um, Who do you, who do you work with? And, you know, when I see names of companies that you work with in there, I start to see, okay, great. Like I know that they work with Mortgage Connect. So they have, you know, obviously if they're still working with them, probably doing good. Amrock, that's a big one to drop. And those are easily verified and checked. So people can see that you're not just working on signing order or Snapdocs because your order counts may not be high as high on those sites. So you can let people know who else you work with off of those platforms.
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes people will kind of mm. add a little fluff to their profile because they're maybe newer or brand new, and they kind of want to impress signing companies. But you know, I think the, the, what what you, what needs to be understood is that the people behind the signing company are people just like you and I. And we all started out at zero. Mm -hmm. And as a signing company, contrary to what a lot of people say and believe, signing companies want you as a, a notary to succeed. Because if you succeed, we succeed. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. It's symbiotic, right? It's like... It's like that shark with the fish underneath it. You know, they, they don't eat. He doesn't eat it, and the shark cleans its belly. It, we work well together, and somehow it at some point it's become like this versus notaries versus signing agencies. It's not like that, and at least that's not the way the way we see it. And so, if you're brand new and you haven't done any signings or you're just barely getting started, say that you know, and we will know your sincerity. My point is that we will, to an extent. Try to help you out, even if you're brand new, because we want to see you succeed. So what Ronnie said is absolutely true. Don't lie. Don't fluff. You know, be honest. And your opportunity will come if you're doing the certain things that we're talking about right now, which is the next topic is one of the things we look at is how many. Before you move on to that. Go ahead, Ronnie.
1: Remember right where you were going with that, because I want to I want to use you and Travis as a great example. And then something that happened today. Okay. Um. So. Being new is okay. When I first contacted you, Abraham was the first notary I ever hired in the country. Okay. I called him. I said, listen, and he's got 10 years of experience on his profile. And, you know, and I'm like, I don't care. This is what I need from you. This is, uh, this is a brand new client. You're the first notary we're ever hiring nationwide outside of my local signing agency. I need this to go right. You know, business rides on this. Abraham was like, I got you. After that, you went and took Notary to Pro. You went and took Notary Stars, anything, even though you work with your own direct business. right? You went and took the training that we needed just in case I come back and we've used you over the years. Look at you now. You're a managing partner at my company. right? You know, that's, that's sincerity, like you gave it all. Travis. Travis came from the lending industry, which makes him such a great asset. You know, Beth worked as a title officer. I would have been a notary for so long. Uh, Travis was worked in lending. He comes in. He was by association already grandfathered in because he uh knew one of our actually, if you go back and watch some of the videos, the two notaries that really started this company, he was kind of great friends with that notary. And he comes to me and I said, Look, these are the things I need from you. He was out in the field for about a year. Then, if you go back and really watch notary stars training, he had a lot to say, came to the foreground, brought great things to the table. And there was a day where I was watching, I kind of leaned back in the chair. I was like, everybody listen to Travis, he's got great ideas. He's now a co-owner of a company. You know, this morning, and this is the last thing I'll say, we had a notary uh, who forwarded me a message and said, hey, this signing agency says I need to take this training. It's none of the ones that we've ever heard of. In that email that was forwarded to me, it said, we want to know that you know these things. And they said, I'm not paying, you know, whatever. And I said, listen, if they have business in your area, and that's the training that they require, you need to get on board with that. You know, don't be resistance. It's more training for you with all your other clients. You might learn something there. And if they can, if they have business for you, don't pass it up just because you're one way or the other on on training. Right. We are in a very competitive market right now, and everything you do is very important on your profiles. Six years ago, in six years, and in, in the COVID notaries that we thought were going to fall off, they're already falling off, and it's still high numbers we're talking three times the amount of notaries in this market and still to this day coming. So staying ahead is really important. So you can go on to the next point. I just wanted to make sure to point that out that, you know, depending on how far you want to go with this notary career, listening and keeping your ear to the ground and doing everything you can to shine is really important.
0: Yeah. And this idea of being a competitive market so much so that even a good picture versus a not so good picture can make the difference between being chosen for an assignment or not being chosen for an assignment. And you're right. It, it is a different playing playing ground. And if we have anything to do with it, we're going to help even more notaries, uh, you know, be part of this, this career, which, which has been very good to us. And uh, we, we hope that we can add that value. So how does the number of signings a notary has done, how does that affect their, their image in a signing company's uh, when they're looking for a signage, a notary for a signing?
1: So one thing that we do at Unlimited Inc when we're scheduling a notary, let's say that you have three orders on a signing order, and then we Google you and you've released your Snapdocs profile and it shows that you've done 147 on Snapdocs. Uh-huh. You may have more companies that work on Snapdocs in your area versus signing order and vice versa. We can always go to each one and verify how many signings you've done. So I always tell notaries to kind of list their number in their profile order as well. Like, hey, I don't get that much from signing order, but I, I do a, a lot on Snapdocs, you know, check my profile there. And you can even link it in there if you want to. Um, all you have to do is Google yourself and make sure you have released your listing. The same thing is pull your notary resume link and put it in your Snapdocs profile and just say, hey, you can verify my, you know, uh, order counts on either one of these platforms. That's one way to get around it. Uh, the other thing that we look at, Abraham, really, and if you're brand new, you may not have a high order count, right? Right. It doesn't mean you're not going to get selected. If you're brand new, I'm not going to hire you for a same day sign and fund in two hours. Right. Because you're going to make some mistakes. I will hire you for a refinance that's closing after four o'clock because then you can make some mistakes, get the review on the scan backs, and we can make sure that you shine when it goes back and everything's corrected. Right. Right. Um, but another thing is as you start working you there a lot of notaries don't understand this and i've done several articles please google uh, notary blacklist notary stars and you'll find uh, our article or just go to notary stars and look in our articles on our community blogs there is a rating system within SnapDocs and signing order okay and it's good feedback medium feedback and negative feedback and then the worst feedback which is called a blacklist meaning that you don't even see that company's orders anymore and once you get on a blacklist, it can start to become a snowball effect. If you get more than four, you know, there are every good notary in this country may have a blacklist out there because they said something smart or they just don't ever pick up the phone. We take those things into account. But a notary blacklist means you were really bad or you were really rude or you were excessively charging. Once you get up to like four or five that number will triple and quadruple and even go higher because no signing agency is going to touch you unless you're in a rural area. And then we kind of have to, but even in the rural areas, notaries are up and coming. So I see notaries all the time. Don't realize how the rating systems behind can really affect their career. So it's a combination of orders and what other people think about you. Sure. Unfortunately, more people leave negative feedback than they will leave positive So when you know you've knocked it out of the park, I always tell those notaries to ask for a good review. Okay, at Unlimited Inc., we try to do it every time we send out a payment. We try to say, you know, this notary did good on their files between this date and this date. Negative feedback, we only put on our internal side, so it's not shown to, um, you know, know, if if you do something crazy, like show up drunk or whatever, which we've had. (laughs) redo <laughs> once uh, that will stay on there forever uh, <laughs> if you don't correct your errors um, we will definitely put that on there and we'll right. make sure other companies know about that but if you miss a signature that's an internal mark and it's a little box it doesn't actually go in your public profile it goes on our box and says hey and I'm just making up a name here um, I'm pretty sure I have a notary with this name but I'm not talking about you uh, it'll say hey Linda missed a signature on her last file remind her about this document when scheduling right. you know hey Jack, Forgot to scan within a three-hour window. Remind him, and then if that reminder gets removed, if you do good on your next one, so our scheduling team can kind of remind you and help you along. After thirty days, those comments go away anyway. Uh, but you know, with other signing agencies, you know, I see it all the time. Um, you want to be honest in your profile. Please don't put that. I will not miss dates, initial signatures, or whatever that was taught somewhere along the way. Um, that is a lie. And when you put that in your profile, you really tick people off when you do. And then they go back and go typical blah, 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 you know, and put negative comments on people's profiles. So you want to just be honest and say, hey, if I miss something, I promise you I'll correct it. And you need to mean that. That's yes. the key, is you need to mean it.
0: I think this, if you guys don't, if you guys take anything out of this podcast today, I think it's this. And... Look, there's a lot of new notaries that have come on board in the last couple of years. One of the biggest things is I think notaries don't feel they can do it. I mean, you and I have done it. We've helped other people do it. They may not think they can. They hesitate. But I don't think they realize what you just said and how you think. If you're a new notary, we're willing to help you out. We may not give you the urgent last-minute signings, but at least with at least with us, Unlimited Inc., we ask you to scan documents back so we can check them for you. It's not a bad thing. It's not a burden. It's to help you, especially if you're newer. And here's the key. Just like that taxi driver that got return business from us and drove us all the way to the airport, which was a lot of money to get to the airport. like like 100 bucks from where we were staying. But he got that business because he had the right attitude. And most importantly, it's not that he didn't make a mistake. And in this case, he didn't. But as a new notary, it's not about whether you make a mistake or not, if you're newer, we're kind of expecting you might make a mistake. Okay.
1: Abraham, it, I've got way more notaries. I've had a few notaries that say, you know, people will say whatever they want to about you. Right. When, yeah. you know, I've always say I'm the most favorite guy in the world in notary training until I call with an error. <laughs> we are so kind to the notaries when they do make an error. We always, you know, let them know promptly. We have an email that goes out, we text message them and then we get them on the phone. Um, I am notorious for notaries that are not doing so well. Uh, I guess last year about this time I had a notary that was not doing really well. And I called her and I said, Hey, you know, um, I'm making a name. Hey, Nancy, uh, y- you know, you're, you're not operating at the optimal level for one of our big markets here. And I said, you know, i I need you to go back through notary stars yeah. before we can give you another order. Did it recently to another guy here. Um, he's now a notary star. I said, "Listen, you need to come train with us, and because uh, you're you're not you're not doing really well." They went and took their training. They they got themselves up up to par. They're doing really well now. Um, I think sometimes notaries also need to understand that making an error is not anything against you. We're all going to make errors. Sure. You know, every single one of us. None of us are perfect. It's how we and, and I want to refer to Carol Ray because I always encourage people to take her class too. Uh, Notary to Pro, the late Carol Ray. She said something to me one time, and it really changed my mentality with, with training. She said, "Ronnie, it's not the mistakes we make that people remember; it is the how quickly we remedy them, mm-hmm. and 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 the grace we remedy them with." Um, I, those words will forever remain with me, and I. I use that a lot with notaries and training. And I always refer back to Ms. Carroll's words. I mean, they're the most infamous words I think a notary could ever hear in this industry is, you know, it's not the mistakes we make that people remember. It's how quickly we remember them. Right. Case in point, one of my largest clients right here in Phoenix, Arizona, we service 45 of their offices. And when I first got the first office, I remember going in and I'm not going to say her name, but I said, you know, Miss um, So-and-so, I said, you know, I missed another, I was so nervous, and this is just seven years ago, I was so nervous because they were a big client, and I said, you know, I know you're never going to want to hire me again because <laughs> I missed another signature, and I had to go back and get it, and she goes, Ronnie, this is exactly why I'm going to hire you again, Yeah. because you always catch your errors, and you fix them before you return them to me. Right. She was like, if you didn't fix them, then we would not be working together. And that is when I realized that the pressure was really off. Sure. You don't want to make mistakes, but you also want to know how to triple check your work. Um, You know, you want to, you want to know how to get back and handle it with grace. And the biggest thing is I can teach notaries ever is I tell every single one of my clients, we have things pop off all the time. Travis and I call it, it's popping off. It's going off. (laughs) Uh, We don't hide behind cell phones, text messages, computer screens, or emails. We pick up the phone and we're big boys about it. We put on our big boy britches. You know, if you're a female, you put on your big girl britches, you own it, you get it done quickly, you let them know you care. And it means just as much as you to you as it does to them, uh, especially for direct business. I mean, that's going more into handling things direct. If you're working with a signing agency, you always go through the chain of command. But big deal out there is to just make sure you own your job.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And attitude and attitude is everything. that's the key takeaway, I think. Uh, But that's not to say you don't get training. That's not to say you don't go out of your way, like Ronnie was saying, to become better. You don't want to just rely on signing companies to check your work and constantly be making mistakes. So how big of a deal is training, Ronnie, when it comes to choosing a notary for an assignment?
1: It's a huge deal. And, you know, I I want people to understand a little bit about notary stars. I'm going to plug it here. We offer over hundred over 150 hours of previously recorded training on every loan product under the sun, page by page. If you need additional help, we train four days per week uh, where you can go live with an instructor, page by page, ask questions, interact. Um, we have one of the we have a lot of people in our Facebook group, but we have one of the most least interactive groups because we do everything live uh, where you can come in. But it's not just Notary Stars. We teach you how to work with any company out there, not just Unlimited Ink, but how to be shine really with any company you're working with. But we're not the only known company out there. You know, uh, there's Notary to Pro, which has a well-respected following. Right. Um, there's Loan Signing Systems has a following. Right. Uh, there's, you know, Bill Soroka, Sign and Thrive. There's Laura Beaver State Training. Right. You line just those names up, okay? And I want to give a plug to Signing Agent Basics as well out of Texas. I think uh, Kendra Lewis does a really good job of getting notaries prepared uh, for next level and getting them started. Um, You you take just those names I I mentioned right there, and you put them on a resume, and you see one of them. Okay, that's one training. Great. Then you see all of them. Wow, I want to work with that notary.
0: Yeah.
1: That notary, you know, they've got everything from the NNA to – Signing agent basics, notary to pro, loan signing system, notary stars, um, Bill Soroka, sign and thrive. They've got Laura Viva State training. Why wouldn't I work with them? Right. Why wouldn't I? You know, and and anything else that comes up, uh, you know, you do want to be careful. I do think this about training, though. And I want to say if you cannot access the trainer in some shape or form, be careful. If it's not attainable where you could actually speak with the trainer that's collecting money to train you, be careful with these new previously recorded videos. And if they don't have a way for mentorship or something where you can interact with them and ask them a direct question, be careful because there are a lot of pop-up training courses. Um, You know, the ones I mentioned before are, you know, well-known. Uh, But as we move forward, there's going to be more people who invent courses. And the idea behind courses is to make courses make money and not have to do anything. Um, I don't believe that about education. I believe that the trainers should always be able to pick up the phone, always interact with their students. Uh, I get office hours. That's completely understandable. Um, But you should be able to interact with the platform that you are gaining training from. So that should be a, a big call for you if you can't interact with one of those you know with any new platforms that may be popping up if you're not able to interact with that trainer
0: excellent yeah definitely do your due diligence now what about location ronnie like where someone is located how much of a of an impact does that have on them being chosen to 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 an assignment
1: uh, this is a really great example. So, and I, I went over this with you after, uh, before we started talking about this, cause we did like a little pregame. Um, so imagine I have a notary like you and you're two miles from the signing. Yeah. You got all these credentials and then another notary 14 miles away. And we try to give what we do is we, and most signing agencies do is they'll send out the first 25 miles. Okay. And then we get a sample of who's available. Because some notaries will say no, some will say I need a higher fee, some will say this. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at everybody who responded, and we're going to pick the closest, best notary. Now, let's say that you are two miles away and you say, no, I'm busy, which good notaries are generally busy. Mm -hmm. But someone 14 miles away has half of those credentials, and someone eight miles away has no credentials. Who do you think we're going to hire? The one closer or the one with the more credentials that's further away? Of course. We're going to call the one that's further away because they have all the credentials that we're looking for. We're going to give it to them. Now we will give it to someone who's closer if they have all the credentials as well. But again, the ones, the notaries with the most credentials are generally the ones that are most busy. So they're, you you know, especially if you're newer, you're going to get more signings, you know, you catch more flies with honey and uh, you know, this is not just to plug my course. This is to, to teach people how this really works, especially if you're newer in the industry. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who've been around for a long time that just don't grasp that concept. They think I've been here for a long time. I know what I'm doing, but no one knows, you know what you're doing. Right. You know, if I went to school to learn how to do back surgery, but I didn't get my diploma or my degree in neuroscience, would you want me operating on your back?
0: Yeah, of course Absolutely
1: not. Absolutely not. Yeah, You know, and notary work, I have to tell you, it can mess up your life just as bad as a bad back surgery.
0: Uh, even worse. I mean, there's so much so much of a responsibility in what we do that, uh, yeah, yeah you should, absolutely. It's something that needs to be looked into and paid attention to. So the point here is that even if you're not in an area that you might think is busy or there are ways you can mitigate that by what he just said, training, uh, you know, good profile picture, et cetera. And I think the last thing we were talking about is uh, if we want to be, we know it's competitive and it's going to get even more competitive as more notaries join. What is the implication of having the right tools to do the job for a notary who's trying to get more work? How does that affect him? How does that set him apart from the other notaries who don't have those kind of tools?
1: Absolutely. So I'm going to tell you, we live in 2023 and this video, we're halfway through the year right now. We're yeah. in month six at the end of month six of 2023. So this is going to be true for 2024 and going on.
0: Sure.
1: Um, having a mobile printer and a mobile scanner, if you want to be a mobile notary, it's just a must. I don't care if you're in rural America and 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 things like that, you need to have all the equipment to be a mobile notary you need to be able to print on the go you need to be able to scan on the go you need to know how your equipment works you need to know how to scan back all things that we can help you with in our, in our technology department at notary stars if you're not knowing how to get set up on those things um you just have to do it you know it, and i'll tell you you know there's a great company down the street from me called one main financial if you're in arizona send me an email i'll give you a referral link for i'll get a hundred dollars you borrow whatever you need to go get this equipment um, around the country, there's all kinds of small business loans. SoFi offers them. You can get them on Notary Stars. Uh, a link to that. You have to have this equipment. Okay, funding is almost all electronic now. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're pushing into a industry, but people just fund right off the scans. Mm-hmm. They want you to sign and scan and fund and and i'm sorry i i have heard my last complaint of i don't do scans well you don't live in 2023 right you know before people shipped you know years ago because we weren't we didn't have access to mobile scanners or mobile printers right. now we do there's no excuse you are slowing down every single person who worked on that loan before you actually got your hands on it if you don't have a mobile printer or a mobile scanner right. you are slowing down your own business and i've just heard my last complaint on it i don't even care when people try to argue the point anymore because there are now more notaries with mobile printers and mobile scanners than there are notaries without them and we try to employ those who have them so and i every signing agency owner i talk to it is definitely something that we look for because every single company needs those scans now especially if they get delayed in fedex you know sometimes notaries are very self-centered or self-centric and they don't think about well it's sunny in Phoenix but there's a hurricane in Georgia and I have to ship this to Florida which means it's going to go to Louisville Kentucky and try to make it through a hurricane and they got a fund you know it's going back to a title company located somewhere else even if it's coming back to Arizona the title office has to then, unpackage it and ship the lender docs back to the lender which could be located somewhere where there's bad weather or they're not able to get those docs to them so those scans really save the process sometimes i've had so many escrow officers this year just say god you know if it wasn't for those scans uh because we require them whether the the company needs them or not and there's been many times where the notary scan and our white glove notary scan we just don't review them and there's so many times where they see that it's a white glove notary on the, on the status and they know they don't have to scan. And then they tell me, God, your notaries are awesome because they're always there. We're always able to close. So it, 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 you've got to just get with the times, you know, it's a mobile career, right? You know, you're, 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 if you're running across town, especially with gas prices, what they are to do a signing and come back a scan, <laughs> that scanner will play for itself in just one month. Oh yeah. You know, it really will at the gas prices we're living in, especially where you live, where you can't even drive. I mean, you guys spend, I don't know how long in traffic just to go five miles.
0: Right. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, making cutoffs, all that stuff comes into play. And like I said, you know, in the last few months, I've been taking courses on artificial intelligence and ChatGPT. And everyone's so concerned about how artificial intelligence is going to make jobs obsolete and people are going to go, you know, they're not going to have a, a job anymore. And to an extent, that's true. That will eventually happen. You know, artificial intelligence will replace certain jobs and create new jobs. That's the way it's always been with technology. Uh, at the end of the day, all of our quality of life will improve as a result but that transition doesn't happen overnight it does take time for obsolescence to to happen and so as a notary we've just went through the pandemic we you know there's been a complete seismic shift in the notary industry you and i've been doing this for you know collectively 30 years I was doing this when I had a pager and I didn't have a mobile printer. They would ship documents. I would ship them back. We've come so far from those days. And now we're in a transitional period where if you really want to do this, if you want to take this business serious, particularly if you're new, don't become obsolete. You need to do this. This is the way the notary wor- world and the funding world works now. What Ronnie's saying is absolutely true. It's the way business is expe- expected to do. And so this is going to become the new norm. And if you want to stay up to date with the current times, if you want to stay in business, if you want to really make this as a career, which I encourage you to do, I encourage everyone who listens to this to do this full-heartedly. It's probably the best career you're ever going to have Yeah. Uh, you need, to, you need to come up with the time. So I think that's a great way of finishing this uh, podcast, Ronnie, to give really people food for thought. If they're wanting to compete, if they really want to get the business, they need to make the the necessary changes and improvements to to show us that they really want to work with us. So
1: uh, any final words, Ronnie? Yeah, absolutely. I want to end on that note as well. Um, <laughs> but I want to tell you, I see it all the time on Facebook. Um, it's dead. The industry's dead. And, I will tell you, I go look up those notaries and they have the worst feedback ever. Absolutely. It's it's the ones that are saying that it's dead, that there's no business to be found. Right. The ones that are out there saying, I got a signing and I did this and I got seven this week and it was one of my best weeks ever. You go look at them. They have the best feedback ever. Right. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you let put things in your head because words are infectious. I actually want to see if I can find this really quick. Uh And while you're doing that, let me ask you, out of all the notaries we see, what percentage of
0: the notaries do you say have like a, like a perfect grade profile?
1: There are way more that have perfect grade than than there are people who have bad ones. But, you know, again, um, you know, it's a, uh, there are way more good notaries than there are bad notaries. I'll tell you that most people, most people take it very seriously.
0: How many out of the of all of the notaries, how many of them would you say uh, in terms of percentage could actually improve their profile that would make a significant difference?
1: Uh, probably 70%. 70% of
0: notaries' profiles could be improved where it would make a big difference.
1: Uh, absolutely. Probably 70%, if not more.
0: How do I drop this mic? Um, okay. <laughs> that was good.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to find this quote because I want to, I really want to share this. Sure. Um, Give me one second.
0: And this quote is uh, from what? From a notary? It's or? from Maya
1: Angelou, and it's probably um, it's probably one of the best things. Going back to what I said about being careful about what you listen to and what you um, what you allow into your brain, into your head. Um, I want to share this quote with you, and I think I just found it here.
0: And that's fine. While you're finding let me just recap. So, again, the uh, profile, your picture is probably one of the most important things that we look for. Remember, we don't know who you are, and we're scheduling hundreds of signings every month, uh, at least. Sometimes it's the only way we get to see you. Uh, the number of signings you do is crucial, so especially if you're getting started, take take whatever you can take. Get those numbers up. Do a good job. Have a good attitude. Have the right tools for the job, scanners, mobile printers. Uh, don't worry so much about the location but instead f- that you're in, but focus more on the training and the effort that you're putting into your business. Not only does it help you become a better notary to eliminate errors or pre- you know prevent as many of them as you can so your reviews are high, but also lets us know assigning companies that hey, you know what this is a-, a notary who's taking their business serious. It's the best way to communicate with us that you are taking your notary biz- uh, business serious by the training that you take. So anyhow, did you find the quote Ronnie?
1: I did. And uh, going back to what I said, the you know, I usually see the one the notaries that are the most discouraging are the ones that we usually with the worst feedback. And I just want to remind everybody that words are things. And this is Maya Angelou's words. OK, okay. sure. She's one of the greatest uh, poets of all time. Um, words are things. I'm convinced someday we'll be able to measure the power of words. I think they are things. I think they get into the walls. They get into your wallpaper. They get into your rugs and your upholstery and your clothes and finally into you. So I just want to remind you that words will follow you. Be careful who you're listening to for training or turning to for advice, because if it's a negative person, it's going to get into your life. It's going to follow you home. If you listen in your car, if you listen in your, your bedroom, if you listen in your kitchen, it's you're inviting it into your home and into your business. I have a rule And, you know, I have to work with Travis and Beth on this all the time. Owning a business is scary as mm, (laughs) um, it's it's even at our level. okay, um, it is not an easy thing. Beth will call me and tell me something that's going on. And I have to tell her I can't hear this. I don't want to hear it. Travis will call me and sometimes he can be negative. You know, he controls the finances and he's like, we got to do this and we need to tighten up here and we need to cut this. And I'm just like, you know what? You do your job. I'm going to continue to work on sales and bring in things to this company and train notaries so that we have great notaries for clients because I can't let those negative worries or fears. And for 10 years, it's been great. I learned a long time ago not to let negativity into you know, my personal bubble and, and and mostly because of my business. I run my business just as spiritually as I do, you know my personal life. Yeah, you just have to push out the negative and bring in the positive, and that, that is a challenge in itself. But remember, words are things, and they will follow you home. So that that's where I'll I'll end it, Abraham.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful, and it, and I think. Yeah, right. The the, the ones who are, who are negative about the the industry are usually not the ones that are that are, in, that are in the best shape. And I think the 80/20 rule definitely applies for notaries and this is we'll leave this on a good note because this is what we want you guys to hear. Look, guys, being a notary and being successful is not difficult. The technicals of what we do is not hard. We show up to someone's house, we watch them sign, and we put a stamp on a piece of paper that we sign as well. At the end of the day, if we really condense it down to the essentials, that's what we do. All right? That's simple. And that's not hard. But what we're talking about, and we just spoke about today, is the essentials of being successful as a notary. And 80-20 means that 20% of the notaries in this country are doing about 80% of the work. That means a lot of them aren't doing really what they need to do to become successful. That means that as long as you're willing to do the stuff that we're talking about today, you will easily beat the 80% and be as busy as your heart contents because we, you know <laughs> there's so much room to improve when it comes to this. So I hope you guys take this uh, this message to heart. I hope you get encouraged by what we're saying. It's very easy to be the, the one of the, the best recognized notaries in your area as long as you're willing to do the things we talked about and put in the work and effort. So with that, I hope you guys have an amazing week. We hope you enjoyed this show. And until next time, take care, be well, and stay productive. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Notary Business Talk. To learn more about becoming a notary entrepreneur or to find out how
1: Abraham can help you achieve your business goals, visit notarybusinesstalk.com.